Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. What's going on, Fear fans? Welcome back to this amazing Sunday night. We are here to talk about Season 4, Episode 5, Laura, um, the ill-fated Laura slash Naomi meets the Southern gentleman, John Dory. We get a little bit of their backstory. And is John and Morgan staying or are they leaving? We're here to talk about all of that. Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Wait for it, wait for it, wait for it. <laughs> Billy Bass. What's going on, fear fans? This is Talking Dead's Take Me to the River. Um, we thought we would play this song because it was in the episode, and I remember just cracking up when I heard it. Um, welcome to the Fear of the Walking Dead after show over at After Buzz. I am Timothy Michael. I'm joined by my lovely co-host. Can you introduce yourself? Hey, guys. I'm Krista Flengy. Um, We are here to talk about this latest episode. I want to know your initial thoughts. Yeah, it was it was good. I liked... I mean, obviously, we didn't get a lot of the other group, but seeing the backstory and hearing about the backstory with John Dory yeah. and our Laura was... It was interesting. Yeah. It was... I actually... I We had mentioned it during the episode. I like him a lot now. Mm-hmm. At first, we were like, what's up with him? Is he just, you know, awkward because he's not been around people? But yeah. I really fell in love with him this episode. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed this episode. Yeah. I think that this is one of the top episodes for Fear the Walking Dead. I only say that, and I'm probably going to a little bit of slack for it, but hear me out, guys. Um, I only say that because it was so beautiful, and it was poetic, and the acting was on point. The story was on point. There were... So many things that I fell in love with during this episode that I I really enjoyed this episode. I would probably give this episode a 10 out of 10. Wow. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. I agree, though. I definitely, like you said, it, there was a lot of poeticness to mm-hmm. it. It was just seeing them together in the quiet mm-hmm. and him going about his daily routine. Right. You know, he had his generator going, eating popcorn and watching a movie, and he still would sign his movies out at the gas station. I know. I just like that, him and his routine, and yeah. she gets thrown into it, and it brings a little chaos, but it's, like, beautifully together. Yeah. It, yeah, I yeah. liked it. Let's start from the beginning of the episode really quick. So we open with um, John Dory cleaning out his two guns, mm. um, and he's got a cabin. He's got, like, a, a disc slash note. He had, a, he had it made. Um, and I wanted to know what your thoughts were on what would you do if you were by yourself for as long as he's been by himself. Because obviously we see him playing Scrabble by himself. We see him cooking for himself. He's pretty much talking to himself. What would you do? I don't know. That's so hard. I feel like after a while I'd go a bit crazy. Right? I don't know what would be... I mean, it's such a terrible situation to already be in. But to be in it alone? Yeah. I don't know. But I liked how he'd be playing Scrabble. And then for the rest of the day he's coming up with words in his head. So he can just, you know, defeat himself later in the night. I thought that was pretty cool too. He must have a very good vocabulary. (laughs) Because if all you're doing is playing Scrabble... I mean, you got to think of all those words. Um, I don't know 
what I would do. I'd probably read a lot of books. Yeah, that's um, good. I was surprised that he even had a, a TV in general because I was going to yeah. say I'd probably watch a lot of TV, but then... You forget that you might not be able to, yeah. but his setup, yeah, I guess. But then when you... He's watching the same movies over and that's over again. That's true. I mean... If we, you really like him. I mean, I've watched plenty of movies over and that's over true. again. It comes on HBO or whatever on my... I have 800 channels. What do I do? <laughs> I go to the same movie over and over again. It's better than nothing. <laughs> I guess when you're, when you're stuck in a zombie apocalypse, though, I guess you're... I want to say your routine, but what you used to know becomes a comfort. You know mm. what I mean? So I would probably watch my older movies or the movies that I've watched already because it would remind me of a time that wasn't in the present that I'm living in now. You know what I mean? I agree. And I think the way how he'd have his popcorn, mm-hmm. he'd be like Tuesday nights, movie night. Well, every night's yeah. movie night. I just feel like getting those old habits, making his brittle, doing those kind of things, mm-hmm. it reminds you of, you know, you're still alive and yeah. what the world used to be like so it would bring comfort so doing those like routine mundane or just entertaining things yeah. that you used to do would definitely i guess it's like people in prison when when you have like a life sentence you have to keep to a schedule yeah. and and that kind of keeps you from going crazy yeah um so he meets laura slash naomi we've already met her now we see how he met her um she's injured she doesn't have a bite obviously we knew that it does look like a stab wound though yeah. right oh i wish they would have gotten into that like how did you get hurt what happened she was very vague about mm-hmm. where she came from and stuff like that yeah i don't i, I want to hear your guys' thoughts in the chat yeah, about what do where you guys think? what do you think happened i think that maybe she was at a camp and it got run over well, taken over by walkers or something like that and yeah she had to, but if it's a stab wound so obviously it was inflicted by another living being person, i would assume right yeah, yeah. That's curious. I wonder. It's interesting though, because when he finds her, the first thing that comes out of her mouth is, "I have to get back." Why? Oh, I need yeah. to know why. I wrote that down. So obviously, if someone maybe they were taken by another group mm-hmm. had overrun their camp, yeah. Or, so someone she must have loved or cared for, or maybe people she was hoping to save are yeah. left behind. But or, now, yeah. But it, yeah, that now kind it of fell off though. Yeah, you know what I mean. I can understand if she had that same kind of. Um, um, what do you, I'm, the word I'm looking for is emergency or, or urgency. And she wasn't like that. No. After a couple of days, she that kind of just fell off. Yeah. She didn't really have to get back. But um, so the next morning, she's up and gone, just like she pulled on Alicia <laughs> at the water park. She's in his car. She's trying to look uh, for the keys. And he pretty much tells her, you know, the car is, is not going anywhere. What I loved about this moment, though, is that Fear has been very good about the continuity of their episodes. And the only reason I say that is because he tells her the keys are on the visor. And if you remember when at the water park with Alicia, the first thing she checks is the visor uh, for the keys. And I just thought, I thought it was brilliant. It was. It's just one of the smaller moments in this episode that just made me love it it's, so much. And also we know trying to steal cars is her MO when she's trying yeah, to, I mean, it's the leave. easiest way to go, but right. I loved that they added that. And if you're injured. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it's the easiest way to go. But John Dory pretty much tells her, you know, it's dead and needs a new car battery. <laughs> what I loved about this though, and this is when I, I think I started like falling in love with John Dory, is that he's like, if you want to leave, go ahead. He pretty much has the same Alicia mentality, but he goes a step further and he says, I'll give you some food. I'll give you some water. I would like for you to stay because you're you're hurt. But mm-hmm. if you need to go, I'll set you up. Um, and that's initially when I was like, this is a good guy. I agree. Yeah. I um, definitely liked I liked that whole scene of them, her in the car. He catches her and he's he doesn't say the battery's dead until they're a little bit, until she actually turns the key. He's <laughs> like, I'd like you to come in on your own. But if you got to find out for yourself, then yeah. sure. But I was like, oh, I like how he's really trying to encourage her to come back in. Yeah, because I mean, if we learned anything, yeah. it's you could tell people, I want you to say, I want you, you should stay, you should stay. And if they don't want to do it for themselves, it doesn't then matter. they're not going to stay. 
Yeah. So I liked, I did like that. I'm glad you pointed that out. Um, so she obviously needs stitches. And what I liked about this moment is that we already know that she's a nurse, but they had to set it up for John Dory to kind of pick up on it because she wasn't being very forthcoming with details yeah. about her life. And I was literally, you and I both, because I looked at you while we were watching the episode, we were cringing the whole time. Um, would you be able to do it? No, absolutely not. <laughs> like, I knew immediately when I, I couldn't even watch her do it to herself. Yeah. I would have, you'd have to knock me out. Yeah. At least ice it first, numb it a bit. <laughs> ice? I don't know. know. Ice? I don't know. Just do something well, like stick her in a, he's got a fridge. I'm right. Yeah, he might put have her in ice? the freezer for a bit. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Something, there's some kind of, I don't know, it's just... Yeah, I guess I mean, you just have to when you have no other choice. I wanted to know if you could do it. I probably, I am very squeamish yeah. when it comes to stuff like that. I don't know if I would be able to. I would like to think that if, if push came to shove and I was by myself, mm-hmm. that I would do it. But I'd probably just get an infection and die because... Right? That's my mindset now. I'm thinking that when you're, I guess when you're in that situation, it's either mm-hmm. that or she just has a gaping wound yeah. that's not going to heal any faster. I mean, guys in the to. chat, let me know, because I'm obviously not we a nurse. Yeah, I have a prediction for how she got to be with Dory and Yes, Stad. tell me. Um, is it Simon? Yes, Simon, Simon Serna. Yeah, Serna says, I was going to say that maybe the vultures had something to do with her group, maybe. but she would have recognized them with Madison's group. True. True. And she hasn't. I was thinking yeah. the same thing, Simon. I was thinking maybe it would be the vultures, but she would have recognized them. She would maybe have given them a heads up. Maybe more of them that we haven't seen maybe. somewhere. Maybe or, he's... Maybe it goes on based off of our prediction that the, the vultures aren't going to last for more than half of the season. Yeah. So maybe there's another group that comes right after them that she's familiar with. Ooh. But then at the same time, we don't know because apparently she's dead. So we would never know. That's true. Maybe we never get Maybe we never get that answer. I don't know. Maybe she escaped the camp and is still alive. Maybe. I mean, I want to save it for <laughs> predictions, but yeah. that's what I'm hoping for too. Um, John Dory, just the, the typical Southern gentleman, he makes her dinner um, and... He, what I loved about this moment is that he introduces himself. And if we know anything about Naomi slash Laura, is that once again, she's not very open with people that she just meets. And he gives her a name. He gives her a name. It's Laura. And I love this moment because that's who he knows her as. I, it was so good. What, what's interesting, though, is throughout the episode, she never tells him her real name. No. Which was kind of surprising because... I mean, obviously, if you watch to the end of the episode, which I'm sure everybody has, you kind of see that the connection that these two have and to not tell somebody your real name, it's a little weird. I agree. But I loved that Mm because he could already tell she was on edge. Mm -hmm. They just met. And when they met, she was super vulnerable. She was hurt. So he was like, you don't even, you know, here's my name. Here's a piece of, you know, a fact and information about me that'll hopefully comfort you so you get to know me. But I don't need to know anything else about you until you're ready. Yeah. So he's like, I'm going to name you Laura. Hope that's cool. And she was like, yeah. I think this says a lot about her as well because she obviously has been through a lot and I feel like she didn't want to introduce herself because then that just gives you a connection with somebody and you know, especially during a zombie apocalypse, that it's not going to last for very long and I'm sure she's been through hell and back and has had people that she's known and loved and they've got taken away. So I understand her reservations, but at the same time, I just love John Dory. And I was like, tell him your name. Tell him your name. I know. Um, So day two, well, even before day two, that night, she sees him cleaning the guns. And the only reason I wanted to bring that up is because obviously what it has to do with in the kind of toward the middle slash end of the episode. Did you think that it was going to take that turn, though, when she saw the guns? No. So at first, I think I looked at you and I was like, oh, does she steal it in the end? Does she keep it a secret? Which kind of seemed like what she was doing 
because she did have it on her and he yeah. noticed it and obviously she took it without his permission or even asking. Right. But yeah, I didn't think it was going to take that turn. Yeah, no, me but neither. But the gun, whore, whole gun idea became such a vocal point of the episode. Yes. The story behind it, the how everything goes at the yes. end with her life. Yeah. yeah. Once again, this just brings me back to when we said something about Althea being a journalist and how she runs an, ep- an entire episode. We can say that easily about the guns in this episode. We open it up with the guns. It kind of, the guns kind of introduce this episode. It kind of introduces their relationship and how they know each other. And it kind of stays that way throughout the episode. So not to mention these guns are beautiful. Oh, I know. <laughs> I want to know who gave him these guns. I agree. Because they're, they're beautiful. They're, they've got his initials etched into them. Yes. I love that. So day two, we find out that John has a routine. Um, every Tuesday, he kills the walkers that wash up on his every bank. Um, and he goes to the store. I like, canoe. And you, you talked about it, that he has a routine, he has a schedule. And I think that the only reason he has the schedule is because it will keep him from going crazy. That, that's a really great way to look at it. Yeah. It must. And because I think when you keep yourself on a schedule, that's also... Something you do mm-hmm. back before everything turned, you know, yeah. you went to work on this day or some people go grocery shopping yeah. on this day. I just feel like it for him, that routine keeps him sane. You're right. Yeah. And then once again, Laura is just being so stubborn. He offers her the boots. She doesn't want to take the boots. And I love, once again, how these boots <clears throat> have this this way of appearing throughout the episode. Fear the Walking Dead, man. Just it's, it's good. It's good. It's like, really you, good this Like, if season. we really break it down, which we are, and you look at these little tiny things... It's brilliant. It is. It's, I loved the boots at the end. He comes out, her old worn sneakers are there, and she's finally... You can see she trusts him enough to take it, the advice about the boots, yeah. but not to stay. But I think it also has a lot to do with the fact that she takes the boots because it would remind her of him. Yeah. Yeah. And he, she left him a little present, too. I can't. I will get to it. We'll get to it. <laughs> okay, so they take the canoe. So what I loved about the canoe whole thing was that John has... A backup plan for it. He's got the canoe. Mm -hmm. He's got this ditch. He has made preparations for himself just in case things go awry. Um, And I love that. So they take the guns to the store. And on the way, we kind of find out a little bit more about John Dory's backstory. We knew he was a police officer from a previous episode. Um, But he says something. He says guns cause more problems than they solve. Do you agree or disagree? In this world... Both, that they're actually. in, I yeah, know your the world that they're in right now, there's a time and a place. For, mm-hmm. It's definitely nice to have for an emergency. When it came to Laura, the gun obviously saved her life. Yes. But in the old world, before the zombies, mm-hmm. I I kind of have the same mindset as him. Yeah. You know, they do. They cause a lot of issues. Yeah. So, but yeah, I have a different stance when I'm running around with in an apocalypse. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'd like to have one. I don't need to use it. If you can use an axe or a knife, use that instead, but... I feel like there's times where you'd feel a lot safer if you had it just in case. I agree with you. I completely agree. And I think that Laura feels the same way. And we'll we'll get to that in a second. So we find out that these walkers are falling off this bridge and then washing up on John John's bank, cabin, Embankment, front door, yeah. whatever. Um, what I liked about the whole store setup, though, it gave me a lot of questions because, A, this store is stocked up. Where is everybody? And why hasn't this store been, like, picked clean already? Rated. Right. That's what he, he said that it was shut down. They left before everything went, you know, crazy. Yeah, I get that. But still, how is no one? Obviously, there's walkers, so there's people in the general area. I don't understand how there's anything left in that store. Right. And if you looked at some of the walkers on the bridge and everything like that, obviously these could have been mm-hmm. self-inflicted by the walkers walking into things. But even with the guy, the one with the sword going through him, 
you there's would, people. There are people. Now, granted, we don't know how long these walkers have been walking. Or how early or long it is into... True. True. I just thought that this setup was... It was as cool as it was, I was like, how yeah. is it so perfect? And how John's the only one that's rented movies. <laughs> right. Right. Imagine if there was another name yeah. on there. That'd be kind of cool. I also liked her, the little moment where she was putting stuff. She was rearranging the store. Yes. That was good, too. I thought that was great. It shows that she, as reserved and and how just the hesitancy she has about opening up to people, she still cares enough about oh, yeah. people. I mean, she was a nurse. Obviously, she puts people first. Yeah. And um, she makes a point. She's like, I'm lucky to have a job that's still relevant yes. in this world. Yes. Which, yeah. Yeah. And the only time that she opens up is on night two, which I, I kept on it until about day three. And then time kind of goes crazy on us because the wound is all already healed up and stuff. But during night two, they're sitting there watching a movie with the popcorn and stuff. I love that moment. And he falls asleep and she looks at him and he wakes up and she says, I lost my child. And then gets up. And goes. And goes. Like, she just gives him a little piece. And then, I mean, that's a hard piece to give. A real big one. Yeah. But, yeah. And I wish, I want to know, like, what was Dory's family life like before Mm -hmm. that? Was it just him? So do I. Yeah. That would have been a good part for him to be like, yeah. Which, I was a little surprised that they didn't go into too much backstory in Mm -hmm. this episode. I'm not mad at it. I like the the questions that it leaves us. But I like the little bit that they gave us. I wished in this moment that... See, I'm kind of torn because I like John's just letting it sink in and not asking her a whole bunch of questions because I feel like he already understands that she's not very open about things. So for her to have told him that is a lot. It's a big step forward. But I wanted him to be like, how? Why? I need to know these, these know. questions. But I, I understand and I respect the fact that he didn't jump on her about yeah. it. I think she got up to leave so fast, too, that he knew that was really hard for her yeah. to just divulge that information. Yeah. So he was like, you know what? I'm glad she opened up as much as she did. Yeah. And maybe later he could, but he didn't get the chance. Yeah. And I think that this was a turning point for a, not only her mindset, but for their relationship, because the next day, you know, she asks him to teach her how to fish, um, which I, I love because there's a, that whole proverb, you know, teach a man to fish, oh, you know, yeah. te- give a man a fish, fish, feed him for a day, teach a man to fish, feed him for feed a him lifetime. For a lifetime. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's it. Um, and I like this moment because he, it shows that she, she wants to stay, but she's conflicted. That's what yes. I got out of it. That, and it also shows that he wants her to stay, mm-hmm. but the more that he teaches her, the harder it's, or the easier it's going to be for her yeah. to leave. So yeah. he's conflicted too, because he wants her to stay, mm-hmm. but he knows teaching her these lessons and these resources yeah. also makes it easier for her to leave whenever she wants. Yeah. Really quick, guys, if you want to have fun, learn and grow in all areas of your life, for those who do, we've got a podcast for you. Conversations with Maria Menounos, Podcast edition is hosted by our very own AfterBuzz TV founder, Maria Menounos, and drops every Friday on iTunes. Conversations with Maria Menounos feature celebrity and influencer interviews along with secrets and tips on how to be better in all aspects of life. From health and wellness to career relationships, finances, and more, let our Maria be the big sister that you've always wanted. Just go to iTunes and subscribe to Conversations with Maria Menounos for free, and be sure to rate and comment and let her know it was me and Krista yes. from the Fear the Walking Dead panel that sent you there because we get the credit and we love getting shout-outs from Maria. <laughs> Conversations with Maria Menounos podcast edition every Friday on iTunes, guys. Check it out. Yes, definitely do it. I know that Crystal listens to it at the gym. Yes, it's great. I do. And it's free, so why not? This is how she stays beautiful, you guys. (laughs) This is how she stays beautiful. Yeah, that's it. Um, Another really, just back into the episode, another turning point for them is now, we saw in the beginning that John plays Scrabble by himself. He cooks by himself. And now, yeah, and now he plays. They play Scrabble together. They watch movies together. They eat together. It's 
literally full circle. It's just so poetic and so beautiful. We can literally see a relationship happening right before our eyes. Um, but then we get to the part where he has to take the stitches out and she's, she, you can tell, you can literally tell she doesn't want to go. I know. And can you blame her? I wouldn't want to go either. It's like she's so stubborn, but I get why she so is. Stubborn. But I'm like, just tell me you want to stay. And also, that moment was super poetic because yes. they sat there in silence for a minute, and mm-hmm. you know he wanted to be like, stay. Yes. And she kind of wanted to talk about it, too. But then the zombie came, and like it always does, it interrupted right. the moment. So he had to go. And handle yeah. that. But, and then that just brings us back to, you know, they have to go, and they have to patch up. The, the bridge, mm-hmm. um, which they did earlier, we forgot to mention, but they didn't do it sufficient enough. No. So he says that he wants to go back, and she says that, you know, she has a great idea to, let's use the car instead. While they're fixing up the bridge, they have this argument, and this is what I really want to talk about. He, she got the gun, which you alluded to earlier, took it out of his, the, the box. box, and obviously didn't ask for permission. And... They obviously have a conflicting view on these guns. He says that he doesn't want to use these guns because it just causes more problems, like he said earlier. She says if you have it, then you should use it. I want to know your viewpoint on it. That's, yeah. So I like, I know she also knew that it was deeper, it was more deeply rooted. Mm -hmm. But she, obviously they weren't in a situation where they could sit and talk about it because they were zombies. Right. <laughs> right, you know, there it wasn't time for that. But also, I just I get why she was like, just use the gun, just let's use it. We're on a bridge. I get, and I agree. Like, it's nice to have on you, but so I you also, did agree. I agree that I don't think she should have taken it without asking and all of that. Okay, but I agree on her point where you know we might need it just in case. And but I, I completely agree where he was like, you know, they bring more, more will come. So that's why you only use it if you need to. Well, but to the... have it, right, would be. To use it, and he wouldn't have had it. Yeah. Well, to your point, when the walker comes up with them, and he's, like, breaking through the car, would you have used it? Yeah, I would have. I mean, he was pretty determined that he could do it without it, but, I mean, that it had a knife coming at you and a zombie. Yeah. I mean, I would have been like, mm, you know I'm surprised use- she didn't, like, reach over and just take care of it. You're yeah. And literally, through the roof, just reach over. I know, and his point, well, it wasn't close enough to get you, and obviously, I was, yeah, but... I, uh- I don't know. What, what what was interesting about that moment was, though, he does stab it, but then he goes, like, haywire on it. Like, he goes buck wild on this oh, thing. Oh, he, with vengeance, he right. stabs it. So, what was that about? It's, I think, because she kept yelling, kill it, or use your gun, use your gun. She kept saying, shoot him, Jen, and he wouldn't do it. So, I think it was for him to prove to her mm. that, you know, I can do it. But also, I think it brought back the memories of why he didn't use the gun. Right. It was like, you know. Yeah, which just brings us back in to my next topic which was we get a little bit of a more of a backstory about John and why he really doesn't want to use guns he obviously feels guilty and what I liked about this is that if you guys watch The Walking Dead Rick the main character is was a police officer mm-hmm. and in the beginning of the first episode season one he gets shot by a bad guy it's why he's in the hospital when he wakes up to this world right yeah. and then we look at this in John Dory's story is that he killed somebody by accident still a bad guy but he didn't want to kill him and that, this is why he doesn't want to use guns. Which is like so, I love how it's so parallel of the two different worlds in Fear and Walking Dead. Yes. Because John's in this cabin where he is ultimately safer than where you could be yes. because he's got this whole setup. Yeah. And he's there because of what he did and how he said it. Everyone thought he was a hero and he couldn't live with that. Yeah. And yeah. I loved how what she said when she says, no matter how many people say it's not your fault, what matters is that you still believe it. I loved that. I love that That was that a too. great quote. Because once again, no matter how many times you tell people, it really goes on what you 
think yeah. about it. It's but, true. Yeah. It's your opinion is going to eat at you the most, so yeah. you have to believe it. I agree. A little bit of a confusing point in the episode was when we see the walkers on the bridge again, and they're surrounding the car that they had just previously moved in front of the opening. What was that? Why were they... Because the walker was dead, right? Right. There was no human blood in there. They didn't no. get cut. So at first I was like, did they not kill the walker all the way? Was he making noise in the Jeep that attracted them? But right. he was... I'm almost positive he was dead. Yeah, I didn't understand that. I don't. I didn't understand. I mean, I think I maybe can't the remember. earlier commotion of it attracted them. Maybe, but why were they trying to move the, the car? car? I mean, they're not trying to move the car. They don't obviously have. They're not thinking yeah, about it. But they're but why very they dead right set. There? Yeah. There's no. There's no sound. I can understand if the horn yeah. went off something, but they were actively trying to move this car. Yeah, which I didn't get. Maybe the people in the chat. Yeah, do you guys know? Give us a. The only thing I could think is that he the other walker was in there and then they all i don't know i don't know i have no idea i have no idea yeah. uh maybe i missed something guys in the chat if you could let us know um but that just brings us back to our, to the the next moment where they all fall into the river and they wash up on john dory's embankment oh, in front of his cabin um, yes simon said the walker in the water was making the noise oh I th- oh because he didn't right. kill him yes that's i do right. remember that you're right because she wanted to kill him yes and he just pushed him under that's right that makes sense simon you are the best you're, yes that's why we love fans in the chat because yes. you guys keep us on point that's why so the sound was drawing them to now i forgot I that he because okay. i re- remembered she was gonna kill him and he was like no just drown just him a push little bit. him yeah yep. just push him away so that's on john dory brilliant that was on Doran dory and that obviously just they just the fight just goes right to john dory and him and laura have to defend the cabin what was interesting to me was that I thought that they could have just stayed inside the cabin and stayed quiet, and the walkers would have just moved on, right? But they were walking up towards the cabin, so they they were like, "What's up there?" I, I mean, yeah, but, I would have. You'd think, yeah, but, but then I guess eventually quiet, like, you'd have to come out, and then but maybe wait till daylight. That's what I was thinking yeah. too. But then at the same time, they might have caused more damage. That's than true because they'd if be they'd making waited. noise and more would come right yeah and then it just gets worse you want to get rid of the situation as soon as possible i guess um john dory is a good shot did you notice that oh my goodness he was like also she's in there so and it's dark so not only are you killing all of these guys you're also trying not to hit her yeah i was like that is you are fantastic yes yeah i was like okay that's that's fascinating um so after that whole commotion John Dory gives Laura one of his guns, which kind of sets off mm-hmm. all the stuff that happens in the present day. And she sits next to him and she wants him to sit next to her too. And he doesn't. He's trying to avoid her. And I was like, maybe he has hard feelings. This is my initial thought. I was like, maybe he has hard feelings. Um, maybe he's mad because of the guns. Maybe he had to sh- he's mad because he had to shoot guns. This is what I was thinking. And then he says that he loves her. And I was completely surprised by this because I was like, well, it's only been like, a month maybe maybe tops if that maybe two weeks but i can see why he loves her and he's been alone for so long so this is his first human interaction and god knows how long and they've been bonding yeah she's playing she's doing the things he loves with them you know they're eating popcorn watching movies i get it and he's remembering and i that's why i loved that quote where um you being alive makes this whole world feel alive girl I was like, oh, John Dory, I love you. (laughs) But it makes it so poetic. Like you said, this whole episode was poetic because it does. And he's been alone for so long that he forgets there's life out there because he's just been killing the dead and going about himself. So when she shows up, he's like, there's there's things out there worth worth fighting for and living for. Yeah. I think what I loved was when he said, 
I'll leave. He says, you can have the place. I'll go. I was like, John Doerr, you're killing me I right was now. like, you are swat- I'm like tearing up thinking about movies. it because I'm like, oh my gosh, like, you are amazing. You are amazing. And it makes me feel guilty because the first and second episode, we were like, I don't know. We don't trust him. And now I'm like, you're such an amazing person. I know. I'm like, know. what is happening? So then they kiss, which... Woo. I would have given a I would have given one of that. <laughs> I was like, you literally just gave me everything. And then the next morning she's gone. Which you called it even before. Like River Bass wakes us up and he's like, Take me to the river and, and she feels gone. for her. And he's like, She gone. And she's gone. And what I loved is that she leaves the Scrabble note, I love you too, I'm sorry. Um, and then the boots come back come back into play and she obviously left her old shoes and took his boots. I I wanted them to stay together so bad. And I really hope that she's not dead. <laughs> I know. Everyone in the chat agrees. I also, what I liked about that whole scene is remember in the beginning how he said, I sleep maybe one, two hours a night. Yeah. He must have finally felt safe enough to, to sleep, throughout, sleep the throughout the night. And that's when she was able to, because usually he'd be up every, you know, she, yes. it took her a while to write out Scrabble stuff and pack her stuff. I didn't even you know? think about that. I'm so glad that you brought uh, that up because it didn't even occur to me. He finally trusted himself to sleep and here she comes. I think obviously it was deeper than that. Obviously yeah. he has so much on his mind or he, he he feels like if he sleeps too long, he'll go even oh, yeah. crazier. But now he feels content and comfortable enough to actually sleep throughout the night. And she's gone. She ruined it. Now I'll never get a night's sleep again. I think, I don't know. Do we think that she was scared? Is that why she left? I th- yeah. I think after losing her child, how she brought that up and she said it so quickly and yeah. it, you could tell it was so hard. I think she truly did love him yes. too. But I think that love also terrified her yes. because that also means that's someone she loves that she could risk losing if I she stays. I completely agree with you. And then we jump to the present day and Morgan and John are sitting here. What I loved about this episode, again, is that we see a lot of similarities between John and Morgan. Because Morgan has this hesitancy about killing and John does as well. And I wasn't expecting all of that in this episode. And Morgan says, you know, maybe we can still have a second chance. Because he sees that John... John wants to be a better person. He wants to live a good life, clearly. But he just hasn't had the opportunity after Laura left. And obviously, we're probably not going to find out what happened and why he left the cabin and all this stuff. But I want to know. Maybe. I feel like that was the moment we would have learned because he Mm -hmm. was telling Morgan about her. Yes. So I feel like if we were going to know why, I think he just went after her. Yeah. I think eventually he might have stayed a couple days and then he was like, you know what? I need to convince her that being together is better than being alone or, you know? Yeah. And I think he went out and that's when, you know, present day we're with Morgan and everyone. I love that theory. Yeah. I, I completely agree with you. I think he probably went after her as well and that's how Because he... he did say, like, I'm, you know, I lost a girl. Have you seen her? He says it to everyone he meets. Right. Yeah. But if we remember in the first episode when he meets Morgan, it's been a year. Yeah, that's true. So Since she... he's seen anyone. Anyone. So that's includes It's been Laura. a while. Yeah, I keep calling her Laura. We know her name is Naomi. Yeah. I don't know. Um, This whole episode, it was Laura. I know. So we're just going to call her Laura. The title of the episode was Laura. Um, Everybody in the chat, Simon especially, has been on point. I need to go over to you for some shout outs. Yes, we also have Sydney Taylor. Awesome. And yeah, she also, after Simon had told us to, reminded us about the walker in the river. That's why you guys are so great. Because, you know, when you're taking notes and stuff, you miss (laughs) things. And that's why it's really important that you guys are there and helping us out. We have King Rail. And he didn't like the episode as much. He wow. said it was slow. Okay. Okay, I could see where you get not as many kills. Yeah, I was worried that, you know, people would say that this episode mm-hmm. was slow, but I can appreciate that. I Like I said, I really enjoyed the episode. I gave it a 10 out of 10. And I, I, I liked how it brought us back to, and it was desperately needed, to a time when things weren't going crazy. 
I agree. You know what I mean? It just gave me hope for yeah. more episodes. And it was nice to just see... It's nice to see those moments on how people are surviving when they are on their yeah. lo- on their own. Because we're used to seeing everyone in their groups or walking and not in a stable place. Yeah. So it was kind of nice to see how he had set up. And it's yeah. like, how many other people are out there just doing that? Yeah. Getting by day by day. Yeah, but we love the thoughts in the chat, you guys. Thank you so much for, for watching and, and, and commenting and, and, you know, watching the YouTube video. Because we love interacting with you guys. If you're listening to us on iTunes, make sure you give us a five-star rating. Um, it keeps the viewers coming in. Give us a <laughs> thumbs up on the YouTube video. Uh, we love interacting with you guys. We love our fans. We love you in the chat. This we is do. why we do the show um, for you guys. You guys keep the lights on. So thank you so much for, for tuning in every week, week after week. Um, and then tell your friends about us. Continue yes. to, you know, interact with us. We you love it. You guys rock. Um, let's get into one of our favorite segments. Do you have any um, thing, anything else you want to add to the episode? I think we, I think we're, yeah. Yeah? We okay, let's go into one of our favorite segments, uh, our favorite kill of the episode. <laughs> Yes, thank you, Jules, for that amazing soundbite. Um, yes, I'm gonna jump over to you really quick, Krista. Uh, what was one of your favorite kills throughout this episode? I think mine would have to be. So it ended up being the multiple kills, but it was when Laura was overcome mm-hmm. by the walkers, and okay. it was just seeing him finally use the moment of him finally taking out the gun. Yeah, and he was doing it to save Laura, who he's fallen in love with. Yeah, and she knows how much he hates the gun. Yeah. So and it was also because it's dark, and he's swinging that around like. Some cowboy. Yeah. And he didn't hurt her, but he got all of them. Of I was like, he did. yes. I, I like liked that. that. I like that one. I think mine would have to be the one with the machete through his shoulder. Um, only because the stakes were pretty high. I, I was wrote like, that oh one down gosh, too. Yeah. I don't know if he's going to get stabbed with the sword. But then he goes haywire on this walker. And that just opened up a lot of questions and doors for me. And I like questions. I like doors opening. Mm-hmm. I wanted to know why he was so passionate about not shooting this walker and obviously we find out through the episode but that was definitely my favorite yeah. kill it also like that whole him having that machete through mm-hmm. him that you zombies are already an issue but then when yeah i'm yeah. like that makes it times 10 yeah because <laughs> if we know anything if you watch the walking dead their blood on that sword yeah. if it gets into you like that was a, whole... a dangerous mix yes yeah so that was my favorite kill let's go into some news and gossip Woo. um not too much news and gossip today you guys after buzz tv news so the actor that plays John Dory, his name is Garrett Dillahunt. Um, fun fact, he actually wanted to play Negan on The Walking Dead, which I thought that was really, really Can interesting. Can you see him playing Negan? Yes, but Jeffrey Dean Morgan does such a yeah. good job um, with the character. I don't know if you read the comics, but Jeffrey yeah. Dean Morgan does a, a, an amazing it, job. I, Jeffrey Dean Morgan's amazing. I just, I like that they play who they play, I yeah. think. But also, it's who I'm used to playing. So, so funny thing, though, um, according to comicbook.com, um, John, uh, Garrett Delahunt says he's still, even after this episode, he still doesn't know anything about John Dory's family. He doesn't know anything about where he lived before, specifically. He says, I know what he did. I know why he didn't do it anymore. And then I know what happens to him early on in the apocalypse. So if you think about that as an actor standpoint, you're literally going into this role blind. Yeah. So you have to kind of make up for all these holes that the uh, the writers aren't giving to you just yet because obviously they don't even know where your character is going. They don't even know if you're probably going to last that episode. That's so interesting. I just find it fascinating that Garrett Dillon is such an amazing actor that he yeah. can literally go on nothing and create this entire person that we've literally fell in love with after this episode. Yeah, honestly, because that makes your job even harder when you yeah. don't know your full backstory mm-hmm. and you're kind of just going off what you feel like yeah. maybe's the issue. Like, yeah. 
He's literally filling in the blanks for himself. Right. That's Which great. Which, it's not obviously the first time that an actor's done this. But no. it just gives me a newfound respect for Garrett Dillahunt. And like I said, after this episode, we both love John Dory. So yes. I want to see what happens to him. Which brings us into our next segment, predictions. Let's get into some predictions. Um, we want to hear everybody's predictions in the chat as well. And now, your After Buzz TV predictions. So if we learned anything from the preview for next episode, some stuff is about to go down. Mm. And there's only three episodes left of this half of half yeah. of the fourth season. So give me some predictions, Krista. So I think I'm going to go with, because we didn't really talk about it, mm-hmm. what, how at the end we had Morgan and Dory discussing everything and right. Morgan decides to stay. Mm-hmm. But... Like, and we weren't sure if that meant stay together and go about their ways or go and find the rest of the group. And I think they're going to go find Alicia. Okay. And I think they're going to try to, you know, stay because everyone's living. And I think Morgan wants to remind people of that. And there's more to just fighting and dying. Yeah. So I hope they do that. And I also really, I really hope Naomi's alive. I I hope she escaped the camp somehow when everything... She also seems like she's a pretty tough cookie, and I think she probably had a plan B. Right. She seems like that kind of person that as much as she wanted to stay, she knew that it could go at any time. So I I hope she had a plan B and she used it. I completely agree with you. The only fault that I have in that is that I think because she's been so reserved and she doesn't want to open up to people is because she's afraid of getting connected to them. And I feel like because she got connected to them, the reason why she died was because she was trying to save somebody in the group. I know, but I really don't want her to be dead. I want her and John to have a, a second chance, like he called it in the episode. I think some of the predictions that I have is that Madison is going to get tired of Mel and his taunting at the stadium. And I feel like she's going to make a move. As much as she might not want to, I think it's going to get to the point where they have to, and Madison will take the shot. And I think that's how everything goes just buck wild at, at the stadium. Interesting. Um, I think I, that's yeah. what's going to Because we don't know how it turns. It looks like next week we get a little bit of that, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, Simon has a prediction. Oh, let me see. He said, I think I think our characters tie with each other. What if Al's tapes, um, especially the bog, has something to do with Naomi's group? The writers put a lot of focus on those tapes. Maybe Al met Naomi before John. Oh, that's, I like that. Oh, I like that too. Yeah, so she might, she doesn't know that Naomi's the same Naomi or Laura that he knows. And maybe she has tapes on her already. Maybe maybe Althea is the the link to these two All of them, yeah. Oh, that's a good sign. Cool. See, this is why we have our amazing fans in the chat. I like it. Um, do you have anything else that you need to... No. No? Awesome, you guys. That has been our recap of Season 4, Episode 5, entitled Laura of Fear the Walking Dead. We love when you guys interact with us and tweet we at do. us throughout the week. So, Krista, let us let the, our fans know where they can find you. Hey, guys. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Krista Flungy. You guys, I am Timothy Mike. You, Michael, you can find <laughs> me everywhere at I am Timothy Mike. Make sure you uh, reach out and follow at AfterBuzzTV yes. on Twitter as well because they've got some really awesome information there. We will be back same time, same day next week to talk about the next episode and what's going to happen then. See you guys next week. Bye. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.